Today we are going to continue the discussion of Tarumas. Yesterday we ended off with the words of Rabbi Yashiv that the din of Tarumas is not just the a right to have Tarumas, it's actually sort of an isser on the other party to enter an agreement that can cause someone to have Tarumas. Basically, before you commit to hiring somebody, make sure you're 100% sure that this is what you want to do. Because if you're going to back out, you're going to, that person's going to have the right to have a, a grudge against you. Now, if there's a monetary loss, we're going to see later on that that's a, a much worse problem that you have on your hands. But even if there's no problem, the guy could technically find another job with a little bit of work, a little bit of effort. He could search the classifieds again. That tearful that you're causing him allows him to have tarumas against you. And we saw a few reasons given yesterday. And we're going to continue the discussion today with the words of the Shach. So the Shach in the beginning of Shin Lamed Gimel writes that the din of Tarumis, which is based, according to the Shach Svar that he's using, is based on the concept of Tircha. Tircha is a new reason which we did not see yesterday. Um, it's given in Taisus and Dafayim Vavam and Beis, and the Shach is going with that as well that a person, since he has to go through the trouble of finding another job, that tircha of searching the classifieds again, and the whole headache of looking for the job again, that's going to cause, that's going to sort of allow the person to have tarumis against you because you cause them to go, for, to go through all that tircha. So now the shach, based on that reason, the shach says, therefore would follow that if there was no tircha, for example, let's say the person had a, another job back uh, lined up. He had a, sort of he had another, he could fall back on a different job, and he knew about the other job. It's just that he chose to agree with your job first. But with no effort at all, he can just take now the other job by going back to the person and saying, okay, fine, the job that I looked into fell through, so I want to take your job. Then there was no tircha involved. There was nothing that happened. And basically, he just went to uh, item B on the list. So he went to item B and he took the second job. There's no tircha, says the shach. In that case, there is no tarumis. There is no tarumis because you're not causing him any tircha at all. That's the halacha that the shach passes. The discussion continues with the words of the sma in Sif Aleph. It's very important to have a look now inside at the sma in the first Sif of Shin and Gimel. So we're going to start with reading the first few words of the Mechaber, and then we'll look at the Sma. So the Mechaber is bringing down the Halach of Tarumis, Shin Lamed Gimel Sif Aleph, HaSoycher Sapoilim, Vehitu Balabayis, Oy Balabayis Hitu Oysam, Ein Lohem Zeh Al Zeh Ela Tarumis. A person who hires workers, and they tricked the Balabayis, the employees backed out on the Balabayis, Oy Balabayis Hitu Oysam, or the employer backed out on the employees, Ein Lohem Zeh Al Zeh Ela Tarumis, all they can have against each other is a grievance. Now, this mass says there's actually another discussion that's connected to the discussion of a grievance, and that's a discussion known as Mechusar Amona. Mechusar Amona is a halacha that's discussed earlier in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Dalid. In Simon Reish Dalid, the Mechaber discusses that a person who <coughs> gives their word to somebody that they're going to give them a present is not allowed to back out. It's not allowed to change their mind. So you tell your friend, I'm going to give you $100 for your birthday, and then you go back and say, you know what, it didn't work out, you know, whatever, I thought I could do it, I can't do it. That's 
not permitted. That's untrustworthy unless there was a, a significant cause to allow that change. Another uh, hetzer would be if a person promised an exorbitant amount. Yeah, I'll give you a million dollars for your new building. Obviously, the the pledge is exorbitant and people don't take that seriously unless the question of a nether, which we're not going to get into right now, but but that's a concept of Mechusar Amana, which is based on the fact that people relied on you and you backed out. So if it's something that's a normal amount, a normal pledge, which is within reason, then people rely on you. And if you back out on that, that you're called a Mechusar Amana. A Mechusar Amana is a label that Chazal gave a person when he acts untrustworthy and he backs out on his word. Believe it or not, this is not just common sense. This is a halach on Shulchanar, that a person has to keep their word. So in Simon Reish Dalad, there's this discussion in the Ramah over there at the end of the Simon. We're going to read it now and inside. The Ramah discusses if a person has the right to back out on their word if the circumstances change. For example, a person promises his friend that he's going to buy 500 American Airlines stocks from him the next day. And then American Airlines shot up uh, quadruple in price and he can't afford it anymore. So there we have a situation where the a very obvious change in the market that allows the person, according to some Paiskim, to back out on his promise. So we're going to read the Ramah inside. The Ramah says as follows. At the end of Sif Aleph, even though when a person um, gives, just buys basically based verbally, in other words, he gives a pledge he's going to buy something without giving money, he has a right to buy, back out. Still, it says, There's no concept. It is fitting for a person to keep their word, to stand by their word. Even though he did not do any Kenyan. So basically, merely by verbally telling someone, I'm going to buy this bottle of soda from you, you're not supposed to back out on that. You gave your word, you have to do it. He merely just gave his word. Anyone who backs out, The Ruach HaChomim means that the sages of Kali Yisrael look down on such a person. They, they consider him like a fly-by-night, uh, untrustworthy kind of guy. That, that kind of behavior is, condo- is, is looked down on, is condemned by, by Chazal. That a person does such a thing, he, we look down on it, and, and it's a terrible way of behaving. Uh, as an aside, Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes in Archis Yosher that whenever there's a label that Chazal gives somebody, it sticks with them even in Eilam Emes. That means that forever he's going to be called someone who's untrustworthy, which is obviously... A very unfortunate outcome for something like this. So therefore, a person has to keep their word. And uh, otherwise, Now, says the Ramah as follows. That's only if the market did not change. I will betray Tari. If the market, there's two, the fluctuation of markets, basically two prices that we're discussing. It started out with one price, and then it moved over to another price. Says the Ramah, that in that case, a person, there is no isser to, um, to back out. That's the concept of trade tariff. So again, so when a person is giving a word and the market has not changed, he has to back up his word. But if the market did change, says Ramah, a person is able to back out. 
So if a person does that, he's not considered a Mechos Ramana. And then, however, at the Ramad, we'll skip the Ramad at the end. Beyesh Oimrim, third line from the end. The Afilu betray Tari, and some people say that even when there's two market prices, in other words, even when there's a fluctuation in market price, also Lachzer, it's forbidden for a person to back out. The Imchazer Ba Yesh Ba Mishum Mechos Ramana, and if he backs out, it's considered a Mechos Ramana, he's considered untrustworthy. And that seems to be the Iker Halacha. So the Ramah is undoubtedly being Machmer and telling you that you're not allowed to back out even if there was a market change. Now the Shach on the spot quotes a Bach that says that he's Mesopic Ladina. It's a Sophic Ladina, if that's actually the Halacha. And the Pesachuva also brings Mekilim, the Chsam Seifer, in a few places, passes the Halacha that a person is allowed to back out. Then it means to say that the Chassam Seifer is passing like the first opinion that holds that when there's a change in market price, the person is allowed to back out. So now that's the discussion as far as Mechusra Amona goes. Now let's come back to Sechiris Poilim. Let's examine the words of the Sma again. And the Sma is telling us that L'Chaira, in our Halach of Sechiris Poilim, we should have the same issue of Mechusra Amona. Because you're promising the worker to give him a job, and you back out, you change your mind. So the Sma says that that's true, really. It depends which opinion the Ramah you're going to go with. Why does a person usually back out on a worker? Because he found a better worker, or let's say the, the, the agreed-upon price was $10 an hour, and then the next day the market price dropped to $8 an hour, so he could find workers to do it for $8 an hour, he goes back to the first work and says, I'd like to back out. So there was a reason why he changed the price, right? So that's called, change, why he backed out. I mean, that's called tari. Tari means when there's a market change that's significant enough that a person would want to back out on it, therefore it should allow it. So now, says the Sma, in our case, let's read the words of the Sma. Lashon atur eizim behem shabalachzor rishos b'yodoy, sheyoch aloyim rabalabayas l'poyol, and I wrote in the Prisha, that since it says he's allowed to back out, it's mashma that in the discussion of Sechiris Poilim, it's mashma that even though that you could have Tarumis, but you're not going to have. Why? The only time you have is when there's no reason to back out, really. He has a reason why he backed out. Well, yeah, therefore, he would, there would not be an issue of Mechosra Ammonah. Says the Sma, however, that's only according to the opinions that there's no Mechos Ramana, which, by the way, we mentioned from the Chsam Seifer that that's what we hold like. So in our case, it would not be Mechos Ramana. However, according to the Shita of the Ramah himself, they hold that over here also a person would have an issue of Mechos Ramana. So why doesn't the Mechaber say, besides Tarumis, is also Mechos Ramana? The point of the Mechaber over here in Shilam Gimel was not to tell you every single possible 
title that this person could be labeled with. Rather, it's just to tell you that there's no issue of mominess. There's no financial um, application, of, or, or I should say, there's no financial liability by backing out. So since there's no financial liability of backing out, the, the, the Mechaber wants to tell you it's just an issue of tarumis. But of course, there could be other issues that come into play as well. So therefore, according to the second shot in the Sma, a person would not only be called, would not only have a right to bear a grudge, the injured party, he would also, it would also cause the injuring party to be labeled an untrustworthy person. So again, if you're going to hire somebody, think a hundred times before you do it, because if you back out, not only could he have a grudge on you, but you're going to get labeled an untrustworthy person, according to the Shita of the Ramah over there in Simon Reish Dalit. So, that's the halacha of Mechus Ramana. The Aruch HaShulchan gives examples where there would not be Mechus Ramana, according to this first opinion here in the um, Sma. The Aruch HaShulchan gives a couple of examples where there would be a hatter for a person to back out, and there would not be the issue of Mechus Ramana. Some of the reasons that the Aruch HaShulchan says, uh, let's read the words inside, in Sif Aleph, Shalom Gimel Sif Aleph, like the Sma says, he does not need the workers anymore. Or he that these workers are not such good workers, they're not such dedicated workers, and they're not going to be reliable. Says Arfa Shochan, he's not a Mechos Ramona, he's also he can't even have Tarumas because he has a reason why he's doing it. So the Rechoshul is actually saying both things. Not only are you not going to be a Mechoshul but that will also change the status of Tarumas. The Sma, however, is pretty clear that even in the case of Trey Tari, there still will be a din of, of, of Tarumas. However, there will not be a din of Mechoshul So, so that the Rachel is saying that that's not in every single case. That's only in, in the case where Tisma gives. But in the case where you found out that the worker is not going to be the best worker, then it's not even an issue of Tarumas at all, because in that case he had a valid reason to back out. The truth is this Rachel is not really such a chiddush, because even if, a per, if even if there would be a monetary um, implication of of the employer backing out, but there are halachas which which are discussed in the Mechaber at the end of Simon Shin Vav. Of, of allowing people to fire workers, which we're not really going to go into in these shiurim. But if you want to look over there, he discusses the amount of warnings that a person can give a worker and those kinds of things. And therefore, even if there would be a monetary impact on the worker, but if the worker is not doing what he's supposed to be doing, as discussed over there, that would be allowed. So, Kabbalah when there is no monetary impact of the, of the employer reneging on the employee, that he should be allowed to do it without a discussion of tarumas. Now, I want to end off this discussion with the words of the Talmud HaRashba and the Tepharis Yisrael. We've been talking about Tarumis, Tarumis. The question is, everyone's going to ask, what's the practical application of the Din of Tarumis? So, simply speaking, we said it many times already, that the practical application of the Din of Tarumis is, think a hundred times before you hire somebody, because like we saw, Salantar says, if a person does not keep their word, the the person who has a right to bear a grudge against him is actually doing his mamash ha-halach and shachanarach, it's a din gomer, that a person could have a taina on you. 
and it could be it allows him to to walk around and say certain things, which we're not going to get into right now. Um, so the Talmud Rashba says a monetary difference, a monetary nafkamina, which is says the Talmud Rashba im ratzal linhoig b'midas chasidos ra'oy loy ra'oy loy If a person wants to know what's the best way to avoid the issue of tarumas, in other words, what's the reason why there's tarumas against him, because there is, on a slight, on a very slight level, a midas chasidus, sort of a chiv, that if a person wants to keep the midas chasidus, that he sh- it's pro- actually the, the proper thing for him to do, is to go pay the guy the full salary that he owes him. Now, he doesn't owe it to him, he didn't work yet, but that he promised him if he would work for him. So the Midas Chasidus would, would sort of carry with it a pretty big monetary implication, which is that a person has to compensate the worker for backing out. There are some people, some Shidas that want to say it doesn't mean a full compensation, it means whatever the worker would agree to. But again, there's a, there's a Midas Chasidus for a person to compensate. The Tzafarist Yisrael writes that there's actually no Indian There's no Indian to be which we find by a grama. If a person causes indirect damage, the Gmar Babakama and Hakoinus lists a few cases of grama. And over there we find that a person is Pater Bedine Adam, but he's Chayav Bedine Shemayim. Now, the Tzafarist Yisrael says there is no Chayav Bedine Shemayim to compensate the worker that you caused a grievance, that he has a grievance against you. So that may have seemed to be not like the Talmud Rashba that says in the Midas Hasidus, but the truth is if we examine it further, we'll see it's two different halachas totally. Because Gromo, Lassus is a concept we find all over the place in Shulchan Aruch and Chayshem uh, Mishpat, that a person, Lassus is viewed almost as a chiv. Sometimes Bezim will even calculate that when they're calculating the Chiyuvim. Because in Shemayim, you're Chayev. You actually Chayev to pay the guy. You have to pay him money. It's just that Bezin cannot, the Torah says Bezin cannot be Mechayev you for this level of indirect damage. However, Midas Chasidus is not something that Bezin would calculate at all. Bezin would not calculate into anything the fact that you should be, have a Midas Chasidus to pay this um, worker that you shouldn't have a grievance. So really they're saying two different things. The Farish Yisrael is talking about a, a monetary chiv in Shemayim. And that, of course, there is no monetary chiv because there was no monetary loss. But as far as Midas Chasidus goes, it could be that the Farish Yisrael would agree to the Talmud Rashba that you should go above and beyond the letter of the law and a lot above, much more, much higher above, the, uh, you know, above and beyond, which would mean a Midas Chasidus and you would pay the person some sort of compensation for backing out. So again, like we said in the beginning of the Shehurim, this is so foreign and so much the opposite of what contemporary American law would tell you, that if a person causes somebody to have a grudge against them, they should actually compensate them financially. You know, people might say, what do you mean? It's a free world. I'm allowed to back out. I changed my mind. All that kind of talk is not accepted by Chazal. A person who gives their word has to stand by their word, and to the point that it's a midas chasidus to offer some kind of compensation for a person who you cause them to have a tain on you. You don't want, like Archaim says, a person should not even have one enemy. A person does not want to have a situation where someone has a tain on him 
And therefore, Chazal taught us that there's a din of tarumis, even when there's no monetary uh, impact or, or loss, this incredible halacha called Tayelis, which is a uniquely Jewish halacha.